This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Welcome to Aging in Health Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Jeffrey Nemhauser. A new CDC study has examined eight potential modifiable risk factors for Alzheimer's disease and related dementias, or ADRD. Alzheimer's disease, the most common cause of dementia, affects an estimated 6.5 million Americans aged 65 and older. Alzheimer's disease affects mainly older adults, and the growth in the number of older adults is unprecedented. The 65 and older population grew by more than a third from 2010 to 2020. By 2060, that number is expected to climb to about 95 million, or nearly one in four U.S. residents. A growing body of evidence has identified potential modifiable risk factors for ADRD. A new CDC study has assessed eight of these potential modifiable risk factors for ADRD in the United States. Today, I'm talking with one of the authors of the paper and subject matter expert, Dr. John Omura, who is a medical officer with CDC's Alzheimer's disease team. Welcome, Dr. Omura. Hi, Dr. Nemhauser. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Omura, can you help us understand the connection between certain risk factors and dementia? Absolutely. A growing body of evidence has identified potential modifiable risk factors for ADRD, and thankfully, people can take action on these risk factors to help delay the onset of ADRD or slow its progression. Many of these risk factors can be addressed through behavioral change, such as getting more physical activity. So, Dr. Omura, let's talk about this recent study on risk factors that contribute to ADRD among adults aged 45 years and older. First, what risk factors for ADRD were examined? Good question. For this study, these risk factors were high blood pressure, not meeting the aerobic physical activity guideline, obesity, diabetes, depression, current smoking, hearing loss, and binge drinking. Very interesting. Now, out of these eight named risk factors, which did you find were the most common in your study? Another great question. We found that among adults aged 45 years and older, the most common potential modifiable risk factors for ADRD were high blood pressure and not meeting the aerobic physical activity guideline. Each of these was found in nearly half of adults. And just so you know, the physical activity guidelines for Americans state that each week, adults need 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity. So besides high blood pressure and not meeting the aerobic physical activity guidelines, what other risk factors were common? After high blood pressure and not meeting the recommended aerobic physical activity guideline, we found that obesity was shown in about 35% of participants. Diabetes was next with almost 19%, and depression was next after that at 18%. Those that currently smoke was next at about 15%, along with those with hearing loss at around 11%. The risk factor that was least common was binge drinking at 10%. Wow. Those are some very interesting findings. And based on your research, is there anything that particularly stood out about people who had these modifiable risk factors? We did look at how common these risk factors were among certain demographic subgroups and found some important differences. For example, the prevalence of several modifiable risk factors was higher among African-American, Hispanic, and American Indian or Alaska Native populations than among other races and ethnicities. These findings highlight opportunities to accelerate action in reducing the risk of ADRD, particularly among specific populations at high risk and tailoring public health strategies to these populations. What are some other key findings from your research? 
Well, we also looked at how common these risk factors were among adults with subjective cognitive decline, or SCD, which is the self-reported experience of worsening confusion or memory loss in the previous year, and it's an early indicator of possible future ADRD. Overall, we found that adults with subjective cognitive decline were more likely to report having almost all modifiable risk factors and also have a higher number of risk factors than those without SCD. Yeah, that's quite enlightening. It seems like having more of these risk factors might also matter in addition to each risk factor on its own. Right. Well, we can't determine what we call causation from our study, but our findings do suggest that having a greater cumulative number of risk factors might also impact brain health. For example, we found that 34% of adults with subjective cognitive decline reported having four or more risk factors while only 13% of those without SCD reported having that many risk factors. What else do we know about ADRD among those with these risk factors? As I mentioned, our study focused on subjective cognitive decline, which is an early indicator of possible future ADRD, and found that adults with SCD were more likely to report almost all assessed risk factors, as well as a larger number of risk factors than those without SCD. So these findings among people with SCD highlight the importance of early detection of both subjective cognitive decline and these risk factors. And this is because early detection may facilitate early intervention. The earlier dementia is diagnosed, the sooner care can be provided, including building a care team, participating in support services and counseling, addressing other chronic conditions, and better managing medications. I think a question our audience is going to want to know is what are things that they can do to balance things and stay healthy to help lower their risk of developing ADRD? Right. That's so important to think about. And yes, there are ways people can stay healthy across their entire lifespan, including as they get older, to help reduce their risk of dementia. For example, keep making positive choices to enable a healthy lifestyle, very similar to a heart-healthy lifestyle, including staying physically active, eating healthy meals, getting enough sleep. If you drink alcohol, drink in moderation. Don't smoke or stop smoking if you do. Protecting your head from injuries. Wearing a hearing aid if you have hearing loss. Managing your high blood pressure and diabetes if you have them. Or getting help and treatment if you're depressed. And for any of these topics, talk to your healthcare provider about things you can do to reduce your risk. Now, if I was an individual feeling overwhelmed with all of life's current challenges, I think it would be hard to make all these healthy life changes all at once. Where would I find the time? That's a great point. There are lots of ways to live more healthy lives. And so I would recommend just starting small with something you really want to do. Even little changes, like getting more fruit or vegetables a day, attempting to get even 30 additional minutes of sleep, seeing your doctor at least once a year for a checkup, or walking with a friend around the block each day can make a big difference in the long run. We only have one body and one brain, And we need to prioritize taking care of ourselves, especially as we age. And that means some sacrifices on our part are needed to have more positive, long, and short-term outcomes for our brain and overall health. This is great information. Are there other resources or groups available for people who are interested in connecting with others about this topic? Absolutely. You can check out CDC's resources by searching online for CDC and Alzheimer's disease. Also, the Alzheimer's Association has great resources, including local chapters that people can get involved with. Your state and local health departments of health might also have resources regarding healthy aging. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share about modifiable risk factors in dementia? 
I would like to highlight that the release of this new study also coincides with the Department of Health and Human Services celebration of the 10th anniversary of the National Plan to Address Alzheimer's Disease, which was first released in May 2012 as part of the National Alzheimer's Project Act. Related to that, last year, the National Plan to Address Alzheimer's Disease included a new goal to reduce the risk for ADRD. This is so important because there are things we can all do as individuals, healthcare providers, and public health professionals to make an impact at reducing the risk of ADRD. There are many existing evidence-based strategies that address these modifiable risk factors. Implementing them can help achieve the National Plan's risk reduction goal while also promoting healthy aging. We hope that this study helps highlight this important new goal. CDC will continue to lead our nation's public health efforts to help Americans reduce their risk of dementia and remain healthy, active, independent, and involved in their community as they age. Dr. Omura, thank you so much for joining us today and talking through risk factors related to ADRD and what we can all do to support each other. Thank you so much for having me. For more information, please visit cdc.gov aging. I've been talking today with Dr. John Omura, subject matter expert for CDC's Alzheimer's disease team. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.